0: what do we do a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning and also introducing listeners to the leaders in our community hosted by the founder and ceo of great lakes wealth dewey stefan alongside radio personality kyle bogey hi i'm dewey stefan Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community, plus experts in finance and retirement to inform listeners on the topics that impact us all. These conversations can help you make better decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Kyle Bogey.
1: Well, here we go. Episode 41 of the What Do We Do podcast. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Stefan live here inside the uh, wonderful confines of Great Lakes Wealth. And uh, Dewey coming off of Yet another tremendous guest episode. Uh, Lauren James couldn't have been uh, any better. Some really insightful stuff. So uh, just, again, to revisit that, if you haven't had a chance to listen, download, uh, watch potentially on YouTube, certainly go back uh, and and take a peek at that because a really, really good conversation.
0: Kyle, good to see you. Sully, great to see you. Podcast listeners and YouTube viewers, great to hear you, see you, and talk about... Lauren James for a quick minute. Absolutely. LJ uh, was the star of the show. This guy is such an amazing human being. And as the now the uh, ambassador for his family company, if you will, uh, the guy just has so much to say, so much to share, and we were blessed to have him in our presence. And so, yes, please go listen or watch episode 40 of the What Do We Do podcast and at the end, Lauren does a, what Lauren do. So check that out.
1: So obviously again, just thank you to everyone who's downloading. Thank you to everyone who's watching. Uh, And if you want more information on anything wealth management related, uh, you know, finance related, you can certainly go to greatlakeswealth.us and get as much information as humanly possible. So we go from guest episode to A little bit of a pivot here, but something that is over, you know, really 2021, 2020, of course, has been incredibly relevant. And I personally have a lot of questions on it. And I'm sure there are a ton of people out there that have questions on what the heck is going on uh, as it pertains to Wall Street and the stock market. And I never thought that we would be, you know, I I guess, searching the, uh, the hallways of Reddit, uh, to find out just what the heck is going on and how things have kind of changed over the last year. But we have seen literally a, a group of people on Reddit, you know, called what Wall Street Bets, not change, but severely alter. And I would say sound the alarm of some people within the stock market with what they've been able to do and finding out what companies are really shorting stocks, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if that's the right way of saying it. And how to take advantage of those, drive up the stock price, and then potentially cash in themselves. So a lot to unpack there and a lot to get into. But I guess first things first, when did you first hear of this? What, what was your first take on it? And what was your you know overall understanding of just what was going on with Reddit, with Wall Street Bets, and kind of how social media ended up having just a massive effect on, on the stock market?
0: Kyle, it is unbelievable the things that have transpired this year, right? But if you go back even to, again, March of last year when COVID uh, was announced to have, you know, the impact that it certainly had with the flash crash of the markets, as well as just immediately everyone is staying at home, working from home, etc. It created this situation Absolutely, but it's not um, something that we haven't seen before or heard of, you know. Before it's just taken on a, a life of its own, or it's just you know different this time, as they say. But. It, investing has always been about the news. He or she who has the news has the advantage, right? And that could be about a house going up for sale in the market. If you can get, uh, you know, get information on that before it happens, you can have a private showing before it's even listed on the MLS system. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. Um, that's what like you have to do. If right you now. know that there's gonna be a pop-up restaurant somewhere and some chef is gonna be doing a little uh, farm-to-table, if you can hear about it ahead of time, you can kind of weasel your way in and get mm-hmm. yourself, uh, uh, you know, in, at that party, right? So, this is the same exact situation where it's news flow, but the way that the news flow is coming out, it's not even potentially, you know correct news. It could be artificially created news. It could be, have you heard of this word before? Fake? Fake news? So whatever it is, it's here, and we have to understand it and deal with it uh, from the investing perspective. So I'm happy to help our listeners and our viewers You know, dive into it a little bit. I'm certainly no expert on any of this stuff, and we will start the show by saying, consult your financial professional, understand your specific situation. But as it relates to all things news and investing in
1: 2021, let's get into it. So I guess the obvious question is just what the hell happened? You know, you say finding out information can be beneficial if no one else you know, has that information. Clearly, some people found out things that were going to be beneficial to them financially and they decided to share it with all of these different users on Reddit and it became this phenomenon and we saw AMC shoot shoot up we saw GameStop shoot up various others i think Nextel was another one of those random you know stocks that people just started buying and buying and buying because of information that was found on Reddit
0: that's correct so for everyone listening and everyone watching let's take a step back and walk through the information. Okay, what is Reddit? So, in case anyone is listening that does not know what Reddit is, Reddit is a news source on the internet, right, or an app on your phone. And so, uh, in addition to Twitter and tweets, Reddit is a source where uh, people within the community can uh, post a story there also is downloaded stories from you know traditional news sources so for those listening let's just start with reddit as a news source that is found on the internet it's a community fair enough mm-hmm. okay and then after that is what they call a subreddit so it might be like um you know i don't know what do they call it uh, section two of the paper or section three where it's the home and garden section or the finance section so there's a subreddit which is a you know, a comp a category of news within Reddit, and that is called Wall Street Bets. There are many others, but the one that we're going to talk about today is Wall Street Bets, which is a subreddit. So, if you're following along, listeners and viewers, it's a sub news category within the Reddit family. Kyle, you got that? Of course. Okay. So what happened is Wall Street Bets is a community, a chat room of sorts, where they're disseminating information and sharing. And so whether, again, it's a sale at Macy's for some shirts, if you post it there, they'll be sold out. In this case, uh, there was some news flow about a company called GameStop and how Uh, The Wall Street community was shorting the stock and was creating a situation where hedge funds and the Wall Street community were were making massive bets on the bankruptcy of GameStop. Shorting a stock means betting on it going lower and profiting from that situation. And so um, the Wall Street bets community put out some information saying, hey, if we all together buy some GameStop, we can do this thing, which is called a what? A short squeeze.
1: That's what it was.
0: right? We can do a short squeeze Mm -hmm. on GameStop, which means we can make the stock spike up because those shorts have to cover because the way that that works, and it will become like a snowball effect. It will feed on itself, and we will all become filthy, stinking rich, and those Wall Street tycoons. They're not gonna be very happy and they're gonna lose their shirts. And that is actually what happened.
1: So outside looking in, you know and again, I'm, I'm watching the news, I'm reading about this, I'm seeing you know things that are posted on social media about it. and it, it struck me at least that Wall Street was upset and some of these big tycoons the, the is the word that you kind of referenced to them as, but it seemed like all these tycoons were mad because their game kind of got figured out and the little guy was able to take advantage of that and make some real money meanwhile the big guys lost hundreds of millions perhaps billions of dollars you know involved in this so i guess is that To a certain degree, kind of what happened—the little guy won for the first time. Well, yes,
0: perhaps right, and I think it was um, again because yes, the way that the information was disseminated and then passed around again—it was a herd mentality. And again, anybody is going to feel a um, little—what's the word? You know, being manipulated, if that's the right way Mm -hmm. to put it. And so, in this case, yes, uh, the Wall Street investors, the professional investors. Uh, their analysis didn't put into account that this could happen. <laughs> they just looked at the you know declining revenues, the increased costs, etc. of GameStop. And so again, there are always exceptions to every rule. And in this case, uh, the Wall Street Bets community was able to figure out a way to make an investment profitable, and it didn't have anything to do with the uh Investment opportunity of GameStop from its revenue growth yeah, it's or dead. its footprints. Yeah. right? It's a bad, but company you can at this manipulate point, yeah. the investments, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't have any issue with it. I certainly understand it. Uh, the rules of shorting a stock and the rules of um, having to buy it back and playing the investment game uh, through this and through Robinhood and some other companies that uh, allow investors to transact. The next step of it was then they froze it. You couldn't buy anymore. You couldn't sell anymore. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't do. You didn't know what to do. You're stuck, and so it was certainly GameStop in the beginning, and that's still being actively traded now. At this point, the professional investors have been able to unwind any of those positions that uh, were you know at extreme loss early on. But uh, then it happened with AMC, and that's still being traded. Other ones included the actual silver. They tried to make a move on the silver market. Uh, Rocket Mortgage company locally here in uh, Deer to our hearts Uh, same thing it was heavily shorted it was through some of the filings and then they uh popped that stock up from 24 one day to over 40 in a day these wall street bets robin hood collusioners go get them keep doing it keep doing it heck yeah transparency and making it efficient is what it should always be for everyone absolutely right and in the wall street game it's never been that way but um you know these types of situations hopefully uh, create the opportunity for it to become more of an even playing field.
1: One of the interesting things was, um, you know, as you were following the story and seeing everything that kind of came with it, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people made, if if you did jump on board and you followed this Reddit thread or subreddit, whatever you want to call it, and you bought a ton of GameStop stock and it shot up, there were a lot of people who I think thought, oh, okay. I mean, I've made – I've made tens of thousands of dollars. I've made, you know, one person made over a million dollars. Tons of people made a ton of money on it. But you had to make sure that if you were going to make that money, instead of taking it out, everyone had to hold the line. Everyone had to hold on to that stock. Otherwise, people start selling off and it was going to shoot back down. And so you had some of the people who were kind of spearheading this movement sell their shares, which I get, I mean, you're going to make a million dollars, you know, $500,000, even $50,000. If that's a lot to you, you're probably just going to sell and say, hey, good day at work, nice day at the office. And I think a lot of people got screwed by that because all these shares got sold off. And then the stock boom went way back down. And if you put a lot of money into it, Clearly, you could have been exposed to losing a lot of money as well.
0: And that's the same when you go to the casino yeah. and put it on red or black if you're playing roulette or if you're at the craps table and you're putting it on pass and don't pass, all these things, that's called gambling. And that's exactly what was going on with this. Okay, The hedge fund community on any of these stocks, when they're getting together and putting on massive short positions, they also put on massive long positions. They buy stocks, whether that's Tesla or Amazon or Ford Motor or GameStop or whatever. If you're buying a company through a stock or selling a company through a short sale of a stock, you're doing it based upon the fundamentals and the future opportunity based on the analysis that you've done. Right. But all of this, whether it's hold the line on GameStop or, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to get this next hot one and flip it on my Robinhood account. That's straight gambling because I think the people that are investing, which it's not, it's gambling. Those people buying are, um, Novices don't even know what the heck they're getting into. We're going to go into talking about these uh, meme coins, same type of thing, right? We'll get there in a minute. But um, all this has to do with COVID and the fact that you couldn't do any entertainment that You were used to whether it is go to the casino. We've talked in the past, Kyle, about you know gaming and uh, gambling, and now that's a huge thing of the betting sites that you can do on your on your phone, and that's just start getting started. So all of that to say is that this is an important part of uh, uh, like money management, if you will. I'm not going to call it investing, but part of an investment portfolio. You can have speculative investments for sure. You can have alternatives. You can have high risk. Uh, make it or break it, all or nothing, go for it. But uh, you better know what the heck it is, and you shouldn't, t- to your point, putting all your net worth or a big sum of money, figuring it's just going to work out. And then a fool and his or her money are soon parted.
1: Yeah, I mean, as entertaining as it was outside looking in, following the story, I certainly would have been uh, terrified if I actually had gotten involved and put a significant amount of money you know, into one of those and hope that it shot up and hope that it stayed there, you know, and hope that I could be able to sell that and in turn make a massive profit profit. But it's just, it, it is fascinating to see, you know, when I would say not the I mean, the little guy winning to a certain degree and somehow just changing. And I think throwing off the entire stock market, throwing off wall street to where they were like, uh, this isn't how it's going to be moving forward.
0: So, you know, again, don't poke the bear. Right. So if you poke the bear, maybe the little guy won that round. But again, uh, there, I'm sure, were hundreds of millions of dollars of loss in aggregate by these hedge funds. I'm Mm -hmm. sure. But in a trillion dollar uh, space, this was nothing more than just an investment that didn't work out for them. They're able to, you know, clean their books and go on to their next investment. Where the little guy, there are those ones that turn five grand into 500 grand. I'm sure, but there are just as many that took five grand down to zero grand, right, mm-hmm. or very close to that. Uh, this is reminiscent of 1999 and 2000. I don't want to date myself of being in the business, but back then there were these. There was this thing called the Yahoo chat room, and the Yahoo chat room you would go and you would just talk about penny stocks, and you could trade after hours, and it was basically a, a you know the the prior version of this, right. Uh, Those companies didn't have revenues, didn't have earnings, but they were, again, you were just talking them up, just chatting them up. And so uh, you'd invest the next day, trusting the people that are typing on the other end. You don't know who they are, but it sounded good. And then, uh, again, discipline and investing is different than trading and speculating, right? So you just have to know the difference, and we ask everyone to please Consult a professional, get some help. Don't put in more than you're willing or able to lose. We call that sizing. And uh, uh, we hope everyone has a successful investment experience. But if you're putting all your money in this stuff, best of luck.
1: Hey guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Steffen and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, Think about the times we're in. Do you want financial freedom instead? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. They build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That's what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments and better service than anyone out there. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. So uh, another, you know, I guess, interesting uh, area that has taken off has become, you know, this... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say fantasy because it's it's kind of become a little bit real as we're starting to see it rise and you know have this meteoric uh, you know kind of vault into the atmosphere. But cryptocurrency clearly is is becoming bigger and bigger. And we've you know kind of taken a, a very deep dive on Bitcoin and everything that's transpired with that and obviously uh, Elon Musk and you know several other uh, you know prominent, Uh, people have invested in Bitcoin and you know are certainly banking on it becoming something. And we saw it, I I believe, soar past $65,000 a coin, you know, because the coins are very rare. So, I I guess this new thing, if you will, has become the Dogecoin, and there is. I think, millions upon millions of Dogecoin out there, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the limit does not exist, as opposed to Bitcoin, which is much more prestigious, and there just aren't that many out there. But I guess with Dogecoin, what what is happening? Because it seems like this is literally something built out of social media, and it is starting to gain steam, and Elon Musk is pumping it out there, and Mark Cuban's pumping it out there, and you're starting to slowly see it become this legitimate thing where... It's hitting record highs, got, you know, obviously over 50 cents, 60 cents, but what is it, I guess? So first of all,
0: is it Dogecoin or is it dog coin? I think it's Doge. I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? What kind of coins are these? You know what it is?
1: Ching, ching. Ching, ching. It's a coin. That's
0: right. (laughs) Uh, Well, with the uh, price today, this is recorded for a few weeks out, but it went over 50 cents A coin, right? So you got one doge equals 50 cent. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to call it 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 50 cent. And then (laughs) sooner or later, it'll, it'll be a buck. You know, it'll be a it'll be a George Washington. I mean, I don't know what's going on here. So all of that to say is uh, Dogecoin. Yes, it is called Dogecoin. This is what's known as a meme coin. So for everyone out there listening, everyone out there viewing, a meme coin just means that it has to do with just a relevant topic or something that's cartoonish. Okay, and so Dogecoin was started as a joke back in 2013 by a couple uh, guys that worked at some you know Silicon Valley. Um, technology companies. And it was to um, make fun of, if you will, the rise of Bitcoin, right? And cryptocurrencies. And so with that, a plug to episode 20, where we did an intro to blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and specifically Bitcoin. So for everyone listening, everyone viewing, please go check out episode 20 for the basic introduction to this stuff called digital assets, right? So with the Doge coin, it was created, again, just on a joke about a reference to Bitcoin, and there featured a Shiba Inu dog. <laughs> Looks like, kind of like a husky or something. I like, love that meme. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was, again, just to have a little bit of fun <laughs> with this new world. Well, it's caught... F- I don't know, lightning in a bottle to where it is absolutely relevant. The market cap is, I think, $74 billion now. That's more than like a Honda motor company
1: or something like that. Now, now what is that? You said market cap. Okay. It's not – that doesn't mean that they're doing $74 billion in revenue or something like that, but – what, what, what would that mean to somebody who's asking, okay, $74 billion, how does it have a bigger market cap than Ford, than some of these other massive companies?
0: But it is a, over a $70 billion market cap. And so what a market cap is, is market capitalization is the long answer. And so what that means is any investment out there that has shares, you just take the number of shares times the price, and that's the market capitalization, meaning the market price of that company if it were to be liquidated today so with all the doge coins out there times it by 50 cent my man 50. Mm -hmm. you times it by 50 cent and you get over 70 billion dollars so if you sold it all i don't know who would buy it and so the price would collapse like the hedge funds would be doing their their little sneaky uh stuff again but that's where um you Get the market cap of Amazon, first one to be over a trillion dollars. So um, that's the uh, technical terminology. And so, from something that is literally worth zero, there are no revenues, as you said, there is no scarcity. So, the uh, intrinsic value, if you will, of the Doge coin, and there are, as we talked about before the show, other meme coins. These things are just created as a way for people to, I don't know, pass paper money or digital currency that doesn't really have anything backing it up. We will talk about, uh, uh Bitcoin does have some scarcity because of the, how the, the coins are mined. Ethereum is, uh, the one that's being talked about now besides Dogecoin because of its, uh, ability to, uh, work the best on the blockchain, if you will. So we could talk about some of those things, but, uh, Uh, At the end of the day, Dogecoin is absolutely relevant and it might not be worth anything due to its zero revenue model, but it absolutely is worth something as an investment if you know what you're doing.
1: Well, it's just fascinating to me. You know, you see Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks, you know, are now accepting Dogecoin, I think, in their merchandise shop, if I'm not mistaken. You saw the Oakland Athletics are selling uh, tickets to their games. You know, and you can use Dogecoin. They're valued at you know what hundred coins or whatever it you know might end up being to just purchase tickets. You know to go to a game. So clearly, there are some legitimate organizations that are starting to take it a little bit more seriously. But is this something that can ride alongside in a you know in the rearview mirror of a Bitcoin? You know, for an extended period of time. Is this? Do we even know what this can potentially be, or is it literally just? We're all going to kind of find out on the fly because it just seems like there's so much unknown when it comes to what it is, how we'll be able to use it, and how long it could potentially be around.
0: So that is the answer. We are going to have to wait and just see what happens, right? There are uh, uh, investors out there, Mark Cuban being one of them, that will tell you why he believes it's here to stay, and I'll share that with our listeners and our viewers. But there are many others that are saying, again, it's not – If it's just when it'll come collapsing down. And just like that GameStop situation where people that were in there just woke up one day, deer in headlights, what is going on? Where's all my (laughs) money? It very well may be the same thing. But as we've learned through Bitcoin and its short evolution, I mean, it's 10 years old now, but um, it's still very short, right? It was just 20,000 a coin last fall. And here it is, like you said, went over 65,000. It's back down to the low 50s as of uh, us having this podcast. But it doesn't mean that something has no value if uh, you know, the community wants to put a value on it. And uh, the more that uh, people chase the Dogecoin, invest in the Dogecoin, they're going to prop it up, they're going to inflate it, and it can continue. Uh, we'll talk about all the, all the reasons why, but absolutely speculative, and it's not, from our perspective, a very solid investment. It might be a very risky opportunity. Depends on what you're looking at.
1: So you said uh, Mark Cuban had some reasons why, you know, he has invested and he has put some time into this. Again, I said the Dallas Mavericks are accepting Dogecoin for, you know, some purchases, uh, you know, within the organization. The reasoning, I guess, because he's a a pretty sharp guy. Um, You know, he's had a a modicum of success in becoming a billionaire uh, over the years. So I guess what was the reasoning, you know, for him as to why he believes in this? And, and why he's going to stick with it here moving forward.
0: Yeah. So I can't tell if he's going to stick with it moving forward. But he his rationale is that, A, Bitcoin is now 50000 a coin or whatever it is. So not everybody can get to it. Yeah. Okay. And if you are listening and paying attention out there in uh, podcast world or YouTube world, you can go and get uh, fractional shares. So you don't have to buy just one Bitcoin mm-hmm. if you want. You can buy one-tenth of a Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. But with all that, um, Mark, uh cuban says that maybe as an alternative to something that's worth sixty thousand, you go to the next thing and so if this at 50 cents is more like a dollar if you will or transactions that we would normally be be used to what the heck might as well just start playing with it Um, people who are investing in bitcoin or trading in bitcoin they're probably just doing the same thing they're just looking to get in and get out whether it's short-term, medium-term, or long-term. Um, I don't know who's holding Bitcoin for long periods of time, but if you did, obviously, you would have turned $1,000 into you know, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, people might be betting on this with the Dogecoin as well. Um, but he believes it's an alternative to uh, taking advantage of the cryptocurrency world with uh, the Bitcoin. And also, just because if the community determines that something is relevant, that makes it relevant. Right um, yeah. I, I forget the old cliche we will come to you a minute where you know it just uh it starts as nothing and just becomes something you will it into existence, something like that, so he believes that again the community can just uh in mass have this uh become relevant, it doesn't have to be backed by any financial institution, any government entity, you can start passing around. Doge coins, again, I'm going to tell you a few of the other uh, meme coins here, and we're going to start the brand 25 coin, and, uh, you know, what do we do coin? Uh, I don't want to have my face on there, though. (laughs) That would be crazy.
1: But anyway, I don't know. Does that make some sense? Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, look, you only hear about Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Clearly, there's a few others. I guess if you want to just highlight those real quick. What are they, why aren't they taking off like a Dogecoin or are they taking off? I mean, I don't hear about them.
0: Yeah, so some are. So we'll talk about those in a second, but let's get back to the traditional cryptocurrencies uh, real fast. Uh, Again, Bitcoin is, you know, the grandmaster of them all at this point. Uh, But Ethereum has been the one that people have been um, really talking about lately. Uh, There's certainly Litecoin. There's certainly, um, you know, hundreds of others. But I think, again, people are now trying to get the next thing, right? We want to find the next Digital asset, the next uh, tech digital coin, if you will. So in the meme world, you have Dogecoin. You have the second by market cap is 168 million. So this is one, and you're not even going to know what this one is. It's called a Mona Coin. Okay, so that's got 168 million dollar market cap, and it's something <laughs> called Monacoin. Okay, you have one that I love. This is called Garlic Coin. <laughs> Okay, it's got a seven million dollar uh, market cap, and you have one called Pepperman Peppit Balls. It's got a three point five million dollar market cap, right? So these are just um, again uh, a few of the meme coins, and that just means that they're made up. They're not backed by anything. There mm-hmm. is not a um, you know a, uh, just any type of fundamental or uh, rational basis other than the community has you know deemed them relevant and the next hot thing to get in on. So. Again, I'll say it for everyone listening and watching, do your homework, know what you're getting in. I have certainly talked to dozens of people that have shared with me, I bought the Dogecoin. I'm in the Dogecoin. I'm out of the Dogecoin. I don't know what to do with the Dogecoin. I'm like, what are you doing? Why why what's the what what's your plan? Sit on. I just wanted I had it on my phone. I'm on Robinhood, I'm on Coinbase, and I just had to do something this afternoon. Talk to your financial advisor. Uh, we do think that maybe one, two, three percent of a portfolio can be in a digital asset strategy. Uh, we actually have a digital asset portfolio here at Great Lakes Wealth. Feel free to give us a call. We can uh, share that with you or check us out at GreatLakesWealth.us, and you can find it under the uh, uh, portfolio models tab. But with that, um, yeah, fifty cent,
1: Dogecoin, let's go. I guess anything else that you would like to, to add in here. I mean, clearly there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, I, even to this day, I, I don't. And we've just talked about it for a half hour. I don't know that I could explain what it is, what it, you know, what it's going to be, how it even works. But clearly, there's buzz. Clearly, there's people that are are backing it and pushing it out there and building it up. I, you know, I guess who knows what it is moving forward. But I guess if you had to kind of wrap a bow on it, you know, as we're recording this, I guess. What, what do you believe the future is here in the next few years?
0: I believe that you better know what you own and why you own and what the risks are. And every penny that you have in any of these investments, you better be ready to lose, right? The cliche of when you go to the casino, it's fun and you never take more there uh, to gamble with that you uh, can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. That better be the way that you're approaching this. Yes, uh, back to Bitcoin, there are analysts out there that say from 50000 a coin, it could go to a hundred thousand a coin yes the, there are some at DogecoinResearch.com, uh, which i just made up that is going to go from 50 cents to a dollar i'm going to call it from the 50 to the george but all that to say that if it doesn't have any uh true value if it's truly worthless then you're just riding a wave and playing a game and the last one with the hot potato is the one who's going to get burned so that's how I'd wrap my bow, just be very careful, have some fun, hopefully you can make some money, understand why you're in, and then also you have to have a self-discipline as well as that buy you know, discipline or hunch, whatever it is, and uh, that's, I think, that's, uh, that's my answer for today
1: all right well obviously uh you know we'll all be kind of monitoring and uh reading and asking questions here i guess over the next several years to see what transpires in the cryptocurrency world but uh again if you want to find out more information certainly you can call dewey and his team here at great lakes wealth or obviously just visit the website greatlakeswealth.us but we'll be riding that wave and seeing what happens here moving forward again uh, another great episode of the what do you do podcast episode 41
0: episode 41 and we're just
1: getting started
0: seek advice from a licensed professional.